Welcome to The Cruise Biz, a series of exclusive podcasts brought to you by Stuart Pearl and Philip Ordiva of The Cruise Strategy Company, dedicated to supporting UK travel agents sell more cruise. Today, we're listening into the first episode of a conversation recorded from their home offices with three renowned travel writers, Jane Archer, Sarah Macefield and Janine Williamson. Gosh, what extraordinary times. I can't remember the last time I was home for so long without being away on some cruise or other. I guess it must be the same for you, Sarah. Oh, definitely. I've had so many trips cancelled. I mean, to be honest, I've been a cruise journalist for, oh, I don't know, 12 years or so. I never thought I'd live to see the day when the industry was virtually becalmed, you know, tied up across the world. All the ships all gathered around the world, some still with crew on. I mean, really, it, it's, it, everything has been turned on its head by this crisis. And unfortunately, cruising has been in the real spotlight of it as well. It's, 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 it's sort of in some ways it's facing an existential crisis. But I have full confidence it will come through because the cruise industry is so resilient. And it will come through in a way where there will be essential changes. But the, but the heart of cruising will still continue. It will still continue to beat. But, you know, times are tough at the moment, very tough. I mean, Janine, you, you, I imagine you were due to be away um, at this yes, time as well. Yeah. Sitting here in my home office looking at my year planner on the wall, which is now blank. I mean, trip after trip has been cancelled. I mean, you know, and I was so looking forward this year, there were going to be a lot of new ship launches going to christenings and so forth. Um, but like you, Sarah, I mean, I feel heartened because, yes, cruise will definitely come back. I know people want to cruise. Um, and two of my trips have been rearranged for later in the year. Whether they take place, I don't know, but they have been rearranged. So that's good. Yeah, my, I'm the same. I've got some rearranged, but you, you just live in hope, don't you? Every, t- every time the month comes along, I think, oh, maybe this time. And no, that one gets cancelled as well. But it's, it's really been interesting to look at all these new protocols that are coming in, I reckon. I mean, it, it, uh, it is changing the way we cruise, but hopefully temporarily. I mean, I'm convinced it's tempor- temporary. It's going, it's, it cannot last like this because cruising is all about socialising. It's all about being with other people. And, and if rules are in place that you can't go near people and you can't socialise and you've got to wear masks and things like that, it is, it is changing the fundamentals and... and we can't have that it, it cannot stay like that but i think some of the changes that are going to be brought in will actually improve things for cruise i mean yes. what some people seem to forget is that cruise already has a head start on the health and safety protocols that are now being demanded across our everyday lives across the travel and tourism industry you know we we've, they've already had the sort of the health checks the constant hand washing being aware of not carrying germs and obviously this is being stepped up and the cruise industry is so proactive on this it is obviously going further with these protocols and yes as you say Jane some of them you know wearing masks is is, is not in tune with the sociability of cruise but I think some some of the steps they're taking so for example you know they're boosting the air quality of the air conditioning for um, and they're taking various other measures where you know there'll be more social distances perhaps less crowds in some areas and I think it is making people rethink the cruise process and I think some of those changes will stay and I think cruising will be all the better for it. I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you reckon, Janine? I mean, I think I take those points and I think that is correct. But but we really need we need the sociability of cruising and 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 it will come back. I have no doubt that it will come back, but I suspect it'll be it'll be led by by the people 
we, people will decide, actually, do you know what? It's really safe to go on a cruise. I don't know about you guys, but I would go on one tomorrow. Yes. Well, as Sarah said, I mean, with cruises anyway, the safety has already been there and the health standards, which has already go way beyond places like hotels, restaurants. I mean, what, what restaurant do you ever go to where you have to wash your hands and stand up before you go in or sanitise them? So the, as Sarah said, the cruise lines are already way ahead with that. I mean, yes, things are going to change. I mean, I personally will be sad, but hopefully it will be in the short term to see the, the loss of the buffets because I love the breakfast buffet, things like that. But if it needs to be done, then absolutely fine. But I also think some things will improve. I mean, like if they're going to have staggered um, embarkation times, that can only be good. It's going to cut down on queues and things like that. I mean, this week it was good to see in Hertigruten set sail uh, for their domestic market and the passengers don't have to wear face masks it's up to them whether they do so because protocols are already in place with the health checks temperatures before you get on board so I think that would really help because I have to say I wouldn't relish going on a cruise wearing a face mask no I know I agree but and I and it is great you're, you're right seeing Hertigruten getting going again but it's and it's also interesting to see how other cruise lines are now adapting itineraries for the for the current situation. So you know this idea that you can't go beyond your own borders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So Hertigruten is just doing Norway more or less only for the Norwegians. I think a few Danes are also on board, and then you've got Sea Dream is also relocated and they're doing Norway for the Norwegians, and and Ponant is doing a lot in France now for the French. So it is really good the way that the cruise lines are able to adapt. But that, of course, is one of the things that has always been a real strength of cruising, isn't it? And yeah, I think it's really good. Sorry. Um, yes, I think you're seeing the green shoots of recovery here with cruising. I mean, this week was a major start with Hertigruten. Obviously, a week or so ago, we had river cruises, um, river cruising leading the way with Nico cruises in Germany starting and others are due to follow. You've got American cruise lines starting in the States. I think that's going to start in a few days. And so things are sort of, you're getting a tiny bit of almost normality starting to return that we can all hope for. Unfortunately, the major lines are obviously putting back their start dates. Even while we've been talking, um, I've had a press release from Morella Cruises saying they're putting back their start date until I think the end of August now others are saying September or October um, and we are seeing more localized cruising you know as you've said Jane um, you know more country-based cruising whether it's the river cruises whether it's the ocean cruises sticking to various countries Celestial is another that comes to mind that was talking of just cruising in the Greek islands of course that's a Greek cruise line um, so I think the return of cruising is going to be slow and hopefully steady um, and I think it's going to be a little bit more constrained destination wise really um, you know well I think that's true for sure yeah what, what about you Janine I mean are, are, have you heard anything about cruises being able to do sort of multi-countries not multi-countries and such yet but again I think we you know we, I always try to look at the positives and the silver lining I think you know for the Brits is going to be the introduction of more around Britain cruising with lines that actually haven't been to Britain before. So that's going to give passengers more choice. I think it'll be good to hopefully encourage new to cruise passengers on ships. I mean, there's talk that Viking might be doing around Britain cruise. And I think for both seasoned cruisers who I know are desperate to get back on board and for people who might be curious about cruising and want to go, it's a really good 
option and a way to get them into cruising. And I think there's going to be more choice. And hey, why not go around Britain? I mean, I did one last year, and you know, I have to admit, I've went to places I've never been to, um, and they're they're great. I, I agree. Actually, I've I've done a couple of round Britain cruises, and and it is a great way to actually see your own country because we're we're so used to getting on a plane and, and flying somewhere else that we don't actually see what's here at home. And there are some lovely cities uh, that that we just we know the names, but we haven't got really got a clue where they are actually. <laughs> so it is it is a very good way of doing it, and you get the cruise experience as well, of course, which is ideal, isn't it? And I think in these times, it's the added security that if something does happen, if there is a second wave, and let's hope there isn't, you know, a, a COVID-19, um, people are close to home. Um, and it's, you know, you don't have the, the worries of flights or getting back or anything like that. And also, there, there are lots of smaller little operators based around the UK as well. I've been writing about some up in the Scottish Isles. And those are sort of like a, a hidden secret, really, um, you know, that, that a lot of people are unaware of. And there's, there's a lot to offer there. But I think further afield, cruising is going to be constrained as well by the destinations that are still, you know, that are closed to ships. I mean, Alaska is basically off limits this summer. Um, you know, um, Canadian waters are closed to ships as well. Um, Spain, I think, has an indefinite ban on cruise ships at the moment. And it, it makes it tough going forward. And as I said, that's why I think it, it's just going to be a gradual reopening. But it will happen. It will all come. It's just going to take time, really. Yeah, um, I'm sure you're right, Sarah. And, it, and it's true that, that there are countries that are shutting off or, or not allowing cruise cruise uh, cruise ships, but of course that's where doing these single country ones actually really works, doesn't it? Because even if Norway won't allow ships to come in, at least it, it will allow Hertie Gruten its own line, and it'll allow the Norwegians, which is great. It's, so it, it it is a win-win situation there, for sure. Yes, and I think, and I think if the air bridges that they're talking about, if that's introduced, that's going to be another way forward. Um, especially with countries like Portugal, which I think, you know, are, are up to welcoming Brits back. Mm. And I mean, there on a river cruise, that's a perfect situation because the Douro River cruises are just in Portugal, albeit with, you know, one excursion over into the Spanish border, but the actual ships stay in the one country. So I think that could be another way that things are going to start to progress. And of course, it's really good because, I mean, this week um, a river cruise started, didn't they? Rosa went back on the Douro, so that was good to see. Yeah. That's true, actually. I, I hadn't thought about the, uh, Portugal, but of course, yes, it works perfectly. And the Portuguese do seem to be very eager for us to go back, which is great, because oh, Portugal is a lovely place, so why not? <laughs> Sun shines, yeah. and the wine is great, <laughs> the port is great. I, mean, I think longer term, we are going to see a change in destinations and how they accept crews. I think in some cases, some destinations, that maybe we're lukewarm about cruise have realized how much it contributes to the wealth of their, their particular region or area. Um, I mean, the, you know, there's a lot of sort of criticism leveled at cruise lines. Um, and, and some of it, you know, is justified, but a lot of it just comes, I think, from people just wanting to take cheap shots. And one of them is, is the fact that, you know, cruising brings nothing to a destination. You've only got to read some of the reports about Alaska this summer. 
and how it's been absolutely decimated by the lack of cruise traffic and the lack of money that that brings that helps to benefit the whole region. Um, and I think there will be some some destinations that perhaps have realised that perhaps cruising is, is good and it's beneficial. And then there'll be others like Venice, for example, will see it and maybe Dubrovnik as a way to get back control. Um, you know, they have suffered from over tourism Cruising has only been one of the contributing factors with that. Um, but now they can start from a blank sheet. Their water is clearer than ever. You can see the fish, etc. Even if they say, we'll only take 50% of the cruises again, um, that would still seem, after what we've had with zero for so many months, that would still seem, you know, a good, a good solution. Um, and I know some of the cruise lines, I had a release yesterday, I think, is it Royal Caribbean? Um, I think they said that in 2021, they're swapping Venice actually and they're going to is it Ravello another Italian port a couple of hours away well, so I think cruise line will make changes that that's what's been on the cards for, for quite some time now isn't it so so maybe something like this happening has has been the, the 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 real incentive for the cruise lines actually to look elsewhere and and to to, to sort of I don't know really, really get to grips with having to do something making those changes um, and yeah, it, it'll be a good thing. I mean, Venice still needs tourists. They, they still need people to come. The, the guys who run the boats, the people who have the restaurants, the people who have the cafes, they need the tourists yeah. still. And of course they've discovered that now, but if it can be moderated for sure, it, it'll be a good thing, I think, certainly for, for Venice itself. I mean, let's face it, it's a beautiful place. And when it's swamped with people, it is a little bit over the top. You, you yes. can't move around and it, and it's not very pleasant although having said that if you actually get away from the main areas it's amazing how empty it is but people congregate in the main areas yes exactly but i think i think this is a chance for destinations to almost start with a clean slate as i said and and, and for cruising as well and i think it will bring in changes hopefully for the better but i mean i'd be interested to know what both of you think so in terms of is there going to be pent up demand? I mean, Janine, what do you think? How do you think things are going to sort of, who's going to be looking? Just quickly to go back to the point you just made, which I thought was interesting about, you know, because that drives me mad when they say, you know, there's no benefit to the economy with cruising. Because um, I'm sure both of you have noticed in previous years, in the last couple of years, there's been a move towards ships staying much longer in ports and often overnighting in ports, which they didn't before, you know, which goes back to, you know, one criticism, oh, you, you only just touch on the port, you stay there for a few hours. I mean, they're fantastic because, you know, you, you might choose to go on the ship's excursion if you want in the morning. Then you've got the whole afternoon, evening and overnight to go out to a restaurant, bar, you know, which I've done. And, it, and it's great, you know, so I think that, that would be beneficial too. And I think that's going to be something that will continue in the future. There'll be longer stays in ports. As for the demand, I mean, absolutely, you only have to look and go on and look at some of the special cruise forums and people are desperate to get back. Like Jane said earlier, and I agree, I mean, I would get on a ship tomorrow if I could and seasoned cruisers really want to. A lot of them that have booked for this year are, are so disappointed that their cruises have been cancelled. They don't want their money back. They're putting it to a future cruise for the first time they can get on board and absolutely people want to get back. They, they love cruising and they know it's the holiday for them and yes they want to go what do you think jane the, the difficult thing is going to be getting the new to cruise people back again i think um that that market was growing so well before this struck 
And I think it is going to be very, very difficult to encourage those people to come back again because of all the reports we've had, unfortunately, for the, what the for about two or three weeks um, with Diamond Princess was in the spotlight. Every news bulletin opened and there were pictures of, of Diamond Princess. Actually, if you assess the figures and what happened there, that set the tone for what has happened with this virus really around the world. Uh, and, and it wasn't as, as serious as everybody was making it out to be in terms of the numbers that were involved. It, 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 shed, it set the pattern basically for how the virus was spreading. But, but it, it, is, it is going to have put people off. There's no question about that. Um, and and they're, going to, they're going to assess, well, do I really want to go on a cruise? That is where I think travel agents are really going to have their work cut out and the cruise lines getting those new people back on board. But I don't think it is impossible. It's not impossible by any means. They've already done it once. And cruising has become a, very much a mainstream um, part, of, part of the holiday, if you know what I mean, for people wanting to, to go on holiday. What should we do? Let's go on a cruise. They might not have done it before, but that's what they're doing. That's what they're seeing before this struck. And I think that this will happen again. They will start to go on cruises. It'll be a slow process, though. But, yeah, of course, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, discounts and incentives out there which are going to start helping, I think. I was just going to say that, actually, Jane, because, I mean, that, again, given this the pandemic, a lot of people, obviously, now we're all watching our money. Um, so, you know, budgeting is going to be crucial. And I mean, a cruise holiday is a fantastic for managing your budget, you know, depending where you go, all inclusive. I mean, there are all sorts of options you can do. And you can, you know, almost plan down to the last penny that you, you will spend on the ship. Um, and that will probably help draw people in because, I mean, only this week I've been looking, I mean, there's some fantastic deals out there, you know, two for one cruises, children go free, included drinks pass, um, packages. And also, I mean, cruise lines are giving people the sort of benefit of um, booking with confidence with either very low um, deposits or deposits that can be refundable. They can cancel their cruises almost right up to the last minute, which didn't happen before. So that allows people to book with confidence. And if they get nearer the time and they think, oh, well, no, perhaps I don't want to go, they won't lose their money. And I think that's going to really help too. Yes, Janine, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying here. And I think ironically, um, before this crisis all blew up, cruising was so becoming so in, you know, competitive, incredibly competitive anyway. And you were getting a lot of these special offers and and um you know onboard credits etc um and now obviously when cruising comes back they are going to need to obviously attract the market they're going to have to concentrate on the experienced cruisers who are dying to get on board like all of us um but i don't know if there'll be quite the bargain basement prices that people might expect because for a start it's going to be a gradual return to cruise you're not going to get all the lines putting all their ships on immediately secondly they can't fill them to the brim they've got to keep social distancing and they're probably not going to want to trash the product with really low prices so i think yes things will be competitive but i don't think it's going to be sort of bargain basement um i mean at the moment i've seen quotes saying that you know on some routes there might be even more supply more demand than supply if you've got a lot of keen cruisers and not many ships operating on some routes so I think it will obviously be led by by consumers and what they're prepared to pay and 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 really how 
how many people the cruise lines need to get on their ships. I, as I said, I think it's going to be a sort of a, a gradual a gradual process. But I, think I don't that, know, what do you think? I think that's an interesting, interesting take, actually, Sarah. But uh, from what I'm seeing at the moment and from what I'm hearing, there are going to be some very good prices out there. Um, but but for my for my money, it always comes down to the same thing. People should not just book uh, based on a cost anyway. They should always make sure that what they're booking is the cruise that they want and going to the place they want on the type of ship that they want. So it's really important, even if prices are very low and there are great incentives out there, to make sure that you always get on the right cruise. Because if you don't, even if you're even if you're a seasoned cruiser, you've done it many times, you'll come away being really disappointed. So you need to, you need to make sure you're doing the cruise that, you're, that you want to do, you're going to the place you want to, you get the cabin that you want to be in, et cetera, et cetera. It is really important that, that you don't let price completely dictate, but I, but I do think that price is going to be very, very good. I think initially pricing, definitely, and afterwards I'm not so sure. But um, again, when you sort of say about how important it is for people to get on the right cruise, that is so true and that has always been the case. And of course, that's something very much where travel agents come into it and particularly the cruise agents that really know their staff. Because, you know, people that might be persuaded or don't know the difference between the cruise lines or a little bit vague about it this is where good cruise agents will point people in the right direction to the cruise that really does suit them it, it's something i think you know the trade is going to have a big role to play here i think the travel agents because they're at the they're at the coalface as such dealing with the customers you know they're the cruise industry has really got to build up confidence now. Um, you know, seasoned tr cruisers have a lot of trust in the cruise lines. Those that may not have cruised so much or particularly new to cruise when they do come back, they will need to be reassured that they will be kept safe, they will be kept healthy on the ships. And I think this is where the trade will play a crucial role. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Janine? I mean, yeah, absolutely with that, you know, because so many people sort of, have never set foot on a ship lump cruising into one you know it's all right you can finish the sentence if you want it <laughs> but no what i always say you know the first thing to do is pick the destination where you want to go and then as sarah said you know speak to an expert in the field that will find the ship to suit you so you're you know sailing with the sort of you know company that you choose to be with you've got the type of excursions you want the atmosphere on board is your ship you know if you know, there are party ships, and if you don't want to stay up all night, then obviously that's not going to be the ship for you. So absolutely go to an expert and hear what they've got to say. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, look out for more insightful Cruise Biz chat on your podcast app or at cruisestrategy.co.uk.